This episode of Digital Bytes is brought to you by Digital Boost, Business Gateway's leading digital skills program for SMEs. We're rounding up top tips from digital experts to help your business get ahead online. This week, we are joined by Gary Ennis, who's a founder of the digital training company NS Design and a long time Digital Boost trainer and consultant. Gary, thanks very much for joining me. My pleasure. Let's get straight into the tips, Gary. What are your top tips for businesses making the most on Twitter? Okay, well, I think for me, one of the most valuable things to get to grips with quickly is to realise that Twitter is very much a powerful resource in its own right. Um, You know, unlike some of the more typical social networking tools like uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, where you need to connect with people and be their friend, uh, so their friend on Facebook, their connection on LinkedIn, Twitter allows you to follow anyone. Now, that assumes that they're not set to private, um, but you don't need permission. It doesn't need to be reciprocal. So I always say, you know, use it well yourself. Consider who will give you value from Twitter and follow the people, the businesses, the brands that add something to you. It could be others in your industry, it could be local businesses, it could be organisations that share great advice, local news. You don't need to follow everyone. Um, And I always suggest be more selective and get more value from it. And only then, you know, once once you're making it work for you, consider what you can then add to it. Why, Why would others want to follow you? So immerse yourself into the platform first. Absolutely. The people who use these things, and you know what, it's true of all social platforms. We hear all the time from businesses who say things like, I don't want to be on Twitter. I don't want to be on on Facebook. As an individual, I hate these things, but I need my business to be there. And we're always the first to explain to them that you won't quite get as much out from it that you would have had had you been a user. Because only then do you appreciate the little nuances, the little ways that it works, the little ways that that as a consumer of the platform, you know, you you spot easily the things you like, the things you don't like. So, So yes, immerse yourself in it, use it and use it well, and then think about what you give to it. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all those, those kind of, of little nuances of, of language. language. It's almost, it's almost like, like a different way of, way of communicating compared to normal business. business. It, it is indeed. It, yeah, you're so right. You know, and and in a minute, I'm sure we'll talk about things like you know tone of voice and and how how you talk and um and and it is it's a different language. And unless you get that, then you're you're speaking a different language to to the audience, and and you stick out for all the wrong reasons. So how does a business do that then? How can they establish their own tone of voice? And I guess why is that really important? Yeah, well, it's important because it helps establish a personality for your business. Um, You know, it helps you convey your brand values and what you're all about. Small businesses should should think about how they want to come across. You know, do you want to be seen as fun, friendly, or are you more professional, more serious, even even corporate? Um, and consider how a brand with those values would actually speak. You know, so you know it, it almost is a different language. Do you use emojis? Do you use slang? What about buzzwords or acronyms? Now, there's no right or wrong in any of this. But often what I'll I'll simplify this when I'm talking to businesses in the workshops is is are you speaking in a way that your customers understand and resonate with? Because if you're not, um, then then as I say, you're going to stick out. Um, 
Brand personality, I'm a big fan of it. It can be a wonderful way to stand out for the right reasons, especially if your sector are all a little bit samey. So a brilliant example, which I'll always use, and I know it's flagged up in the, in the Twitter uh, Digital Booth Workshop, is Orkney Libraries. They are absolutely brilliant on Twitter. If yep. you're not, if, if you're, you're not, or the, the, the listeners are not following or- Orkney Libraries, go and do them. They're wonderful. Even if you're even if you're not an Orkney, it's still even if you're not an Orkney, (laughs) even if you're not a fan of libraries, even if you haven't read a book in a couple of years, their brand personality shines through with every single tweet that they do. Um and and they get how to speak to somebody in a particular tone of voice which just has you memorable. And that, that goes a long, long way on social media. So have you got any tips for small businesses who want to kind of get the conversations going, getting when they're just starting out? How do they how do they Yeah, and and I think that's a great question because the thing to remember about social media full stop and Twitter arguably maybe more than others is it it should be conversational. It should be two-way. You know, the clues in the title, it's social media and often businesses using this stuff wrongly simply broadcast they simply jump onto the platform and they shout you know buy my product you know look at me it's all about me and and they don't think about the conversations and the value that that lends to more long-term credible business so my my top tip for for that is to go and find the right conversations to be part of one of twitter's most powerful features that that i think is is very much underutilized by small business community is the search function the search box For me, Twitter is a search engine first and foremost. So use it to go and find and then listen to existing conversations already happening. Who is talking about your business? Maybe maybe you're too small. Maybe there's nobody talking about your business right now. But who's talking about your product or your services or or the sector or your local area? you know, who's asking others for help, you know, questions yeah. that maybe you can provide answers to. Or who's talking about things that you want to be talking about. Exactly. Go go and be strategic and find the topics that you know that you can play a part in, that you can join into. You know, don't be shy as long as you're adding value to anybody's existing conversation. You know, you will not be seen as the spammer. You will be valued. And suddenly you, you're now cleverly participating in conversations which are very relevant to you and your expertise and your business and your product but you've actually gone and just joined somebody else's it hasn't just been about you shouting from the rooftops look at me it's you giving the support and advice to people who already are are, are asking for it you know asking their friends their family other organizations and you're coming in and adding great value that that would be my top tip go and go and look for these conversations go and use that twitter search engine it's so powerful yeah, so do you think it's more of a, a long-term uh, plan that people should be looking at rather than trying to get a quick fix? They should really be looking at you know, ingraining themselves into the, I, the platform? I, I absolutely think it is. And I think that's true of, of not just Twitter, but, but all of these kind of digital channels. You know, the equivalent is... You know, it's, it's all about building trust. It's all about building credibility, um, building awareness about you, the business. You know, they, they, so you know, so often these are called social networking channels. Think about traditional networking. You know, if you go to a new chamber of commerce event, for example, and you walk in, nobody knows you. You start handing out your business cards and expecting business to be done that day. It doesn't happen. So that it's the long term game. It's the it's the established credibility, established trust. You know, be seen as a as a, as a, a credible, knowledgeable expert in that sector, in that field, and, and and actually over time become the go-to person, the go-to business for for when people need you, rather than jump in, try and sell stuff, doesn't work, this is rubbish, let's 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 jack it in before we can get yeah. started. 
because I guess you wouldn't turn up at a Chambers of Commerce uh, event and go, we sell golf clubs, we sell golf exactly. clubs, we sell golf clubs. People are going to look at you funny. But yes, so many businesses try and make that work for them on social media. And it's just ridiculous. You know, you've got your virtual room of people who, who, who deal with you exactly the same way as they would in the real world. That's a good way of looking at it, looking at it as a real, like, what if it was a real room? Because, you, again, you yeah. wouldn't have, if you went into that room and suddenly started, um, you know, doing really stupid dance moves, it's like, well, that's not appropriate. <laughs> you kind of exactly. have to, you have yeah, to listen to your audience. But build the awareness, build the trust, build the relationship. Then, hey, maybe in a couple of weeks' time, I can be a bit daft and silly and tell you a funny joke. But that, you know, those early days, we need to tread carefully. We can't just jump in all guns blazing. Is there small, light touches that people can kind of take to get involved? I mean, things like polls and stuff like that seems to be a really yeah. good way. Yeah, I mean, tw- tw- Twitter polls, yeah, they can work. They can be fun. Um, just remember, with Twitter polls, they're by no means scientific. Um, and as long as you take them for what they are, which is a kind of light-hearted way to get your followers to engage with you a little bit on a simple question, then yes, use them and have fun with them. Uh, other kind of ways to start getting a little bit more engagement, um, what I'll kind of call more asks and less tells. So one of the simplest ways I tend to explain this in the workshops is is instead of going onto Twitter and saying, hey, happy Friday, everyone, which is a tell, you know, telling somebody something, at the very least, turn it into an ask and say, happy Friday, everyone, what are your plans for the weekend? So again, you're trying to seek out the engagement and elicit it back to you. You know, now, now that's maybe a bad example that I'm sure, you know, you'll, you'll you know, the, 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 uh, the businesses listening to this will hopefully be doing better content than that, quite frankly. But it, but hopefully, you know, my, my point is, is hopefully clear. You know, hey, it's, it's small business Saturday today, so tag in a local business that, that you use to shop local. So rather than just saying, hey, it's small business Saturday, you know, get, get them involved, get them to tag people, get them to reply back to you, um, you know, you, you know, get them to engage. And sometimes it's just doing the simple things, remembering that you want engagement and you don't just want to broadcast to people that turn some of your content into better content. So being part of the community, really. Absolutely. And, kind of, and it, it, that kind of links to the whole kind of networking thing, I guess, that is, is a lot about making connections and making you know almost like doing favors for people just because you know what goes around comes around it's a bit similar i think on twitter and you know what there's an awful lot of 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 wonderful you know sharing and and people really looking out for other people there's a there's very much still a community spirit on twitter beyond any doubt um you know, I'm not going to lie, you know this yourself, Charlie, you know, Twitter's maybe lost a little bit of the traction it had in the early days, you know, it, 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 you know the, the, the kind of numbers, the, the kind of user volume has not quite flatlined, but it's certainly not got the, you know, the billions of, of users that your Facebook, etc. shout about. But what you do have, if you find that right niche community, you know, you do have a, a, a user base who care about what you've got to say because they care about it too. Uh, and if you're simply a business being far too business-like, you'll you'll lose that you'll not take advantage of it so it is about you know thinking of it as a community and what you can give to it so if you had one bit of advice for businesses who are looking to make their twitter followers their friends what would that advice be well i think i think just following on from 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 the chat we've just had you know before posting any content ask yourself the question if someone else was to share this would i care 
you know, mm. somebody else shared it. Would I like it? Would I even retweet it? Um, would Would it make me want to follow them if I didn't already? And the issue is there's too many pointless tweets out there filling up Twitter. You know, social media can be a little bit of a, a daft, silly, filled, filled with nonsense type of place. And if you try and ensure there's a bit of a, a degree of quality to your content, you will massively be appreciated and, and you will attract the right followers who genuinely value you for what you've got. I guess one of the barriers for businesses is they probably look at Twitter and go, it's a lot of work. I've got to create lots of content. I've got to create lots of tweets. I've got to write lots of really I, funny things. I, I, I had a client, a one-to-one client just early today who was in exactly that position. You know, oh, it's something else to do. I need to I need to add it to the strategy. I need to... Now, now my advice is a little bit of strategy and a little bit of planning about the topics which you can naturally remind yourself to, to talk about and to, to, to share is good. But a lot of the best Twitter activity is when it's off the cuff, is when you can find the time just to see what the community is talking about, to look for opportunities to respond and to share things that actually you hadn't planned to do today. But that's what gives them the best value. Yeah, that almost that insight into your company, the kind of... Absolutely. It comes across as more natural. It comes across as more, you know, more without any agenda behind it. You know, if I'm purely... If, I, if, if somebody goes and looks at my Twitter feed and all they see is me advertising workshops or, 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 or product or service or whatever it is that, that, that you do, then then you're, it's very clear that you just use it as a, as a broadcast marketing tool rather mm. than as a social engagement tool, which is what it's best for. So I guess there are a few tricky parts to Twitter. I mean, how would you recommend people um, tackle and overcome things like the trolls or if there are customers who are, you know, being a little bit tricky? I mean, a lot of people go directly to Twitter before they even like go, you know, into your shop. They'll be on Twitter. Well, I think that the first thing to say is, unfortunately, you're right, there is, and it's not just true of Twitter, it's true of any sort of public digital platform, you know, there, there, there is a, a potential for misuse for, for for people to come along and have a go, um, what I'll call the user challenges, and you, you flagged it up absolutely rightly, if you are a business using Twitter, you need to understand that Twitter is the primary platform for customer service. And that includes yeah. complaints, you know. So if a customer was ever going to complain and they find you on Twitter, then that's where they'll do it for sure. But the thing to remember is, you know, what you're judged on is your response. Uh, and, and that response is as public as the complaint is. So so be aware that, you know, that's what you're judged on. That's what people look at in terms of, is it true? How are you responding? Are you a good business? Do you hide from complaints, etc.? And yes, sometimes these exchanges can turn bad. You know, sometimes people think it's okay to get abusive and to shout and swear um, and a few might turn into your biggest haters and start to troll you um, but I, I would stress this is rare um, an awful lot of small businesses I speak to on a regular basis they never see this type of thing but if it does happen or there's, or there's a risk for it then have some sort of strategy in place know how you might respond um, and you know what that might include a bit of a strategy for legal intervention or maybe even going to the police if you believe you know that there is aggressive threatening or you are the victim of a harassment campaign or there's defamation or something of that nature but what I'll always kind of say in the back of all of this type of chat is don't don't use a fear of this to not get involved and look at mm. all the good and positive because far too many people overthink the concerns and the worries and it never quite turns out that way. As I say, on the whole, most of Twitter is, is positive. And yes, the, the media love to pick up on the negative headlines and talk about when everybody fights and argues and whether it's politics or football or whatever. Um, 
you know, don't 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 get too worried over this. But but learning a little bit more about the legalities is always a good thing. One of the best ones I've seen um, is actually ScotRail, and I'm a ScotRail user myself, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. can get frustrated with with the trains. But I I really love how they deal with the. They are. They're, they're, they're brilliant at their responses, and and I'll be the first to flag that up. And and again, like yourself, Charlie, I'm not proud of it, but I, occasionally I've had the odd little tweet to ScotRail with a wee bit of a ah, oh, when's the train? Um, but you know what? You know, no matter what you think of them or their train punctuality or any of that side of things, I challenge anyone to 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 not be impressed by their response, by by their engagement, by their trying to respond well and over deliver and and, and empathise and try and you know give you the information you're looking for. You know, they understand that that is a, a valid customer service channel and they, they resource it to the maximum. Yeah, and we should probably, um, I should probably uh, flag actually, because our very first podcast was all about responding to customers online. So we go into a lot more detail uh, about how you should deal with uh, difficult customers and indeed. Um, okay, just a little bit about um, paid advertising. So, um, I guess on Twitter, you can invest a little bit of money and put some money behind your posts. Um, is this something you'd recommend? Or? Well, the first thing I'll say is, is again, paid activity, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or any of them, paid activity is something I always encourage businesses to look at once you've got to grips with the organic free side of it, okay? You know, I'll, I'll, always, I'll be the first to say that simply by paying does not guarantee success. But if you're doing things well already, then paying can take things to a bit of a different level for you. Um, so uh, in terms of why you might want to go down that route at all, well, you know, uh, arguably as with all social media platforms right now, that, you know, your organic tweets, the ones that cost you nothing, be aware that they will not be seen by all of your followers, let alone, you know, people beyond your network. So if you absolutely must have a bigger audience or you're wanting to make a big Im- bigger impact quickly, um, maybe especially if you're trying to, you know, early days of building an audience or growing a business, then looking at the paid side of Twitter can be a very valuable thing to consider taking advantage of. So, you know, with a promoted post, which is a little bit like a Facebook, you know, boosted post, a lot of people, you know, have tried a bit of Facebook, maybe not so much Twitter. So, you know, Twitter's promoted posts are quite similar. They allow you to reach a a big audience on on not a huge budget. But my advice is always uh, arguably the opposite of that. My advice is always start small. You know, think about the who you know, who would honestly like to see this content? You know, don't spend tons of money on reaching the masses. One of my very cheesy one-liners that anybody who has ever seen me at a Digital Boost workshop will have almost definitely have heard because I use it far too much, is, is stop trying to talk to the world. The world doesn't care. Mm. And, and so it's about identifying the who cares. Um, and the beauty is if you identify a smaller niche audience, then what you're ultimately going to end up spending is a small amount of money because you're not, spending big bucks to reach big numbers. You're spending a small amount of money to reach a small audience who care. And if you end up, you know, giving the right audience the right bit of content, that okay, you've paid to have that privilege, but they'll still see it as a really valuable bit of content that they're glad they saw that day. And you will certainly not look like a spammer, which is, you know, what you will do if you're just throwing big money at big numbers and that's what nobody wants. Yeah, I mean, exactly. If that, if that promoted post is exactly the bit of content that someone is looking for at that exact time, then 
that it'll be the best bit of content that they'll exactly. see all, all day or all week or a year. And if, you're, and if you're not getting that on an organic level, on a free level, then again, yeah, if you've got some budget, then allocate it to some of this stuff. I, I'm a big fan of, of paid advertising. I realise not everybody is. Some people look at them and go, oh, I never had to pay before. You know, I never, I never used to have to pay on Facebook or Twitter. But do you know what? It is what it is. And sometimes the reach on, on the free stuff is getting less and less, whether we like it or not. And if you can allocate a bit of budget and use it wisely, it can go an awful long way for, for good benefit. Just okay. before we go, is there any kind of final practical tips that you have for anyone looking to get into Twitter? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the first thing is your Twitter profile, your biography. I, I am a firm believer that businesses do not spend enough time crafting the perfect biography. Um, keep in mind, if you're trying to encourage somebody to follow you on Twitter, they're going to land up on your Twitter profile, they're going to look at the pretty picture, they're going to look at your biography. So the words you choose there are absolutely vital. Your, your Twitter biography, you've got 160 characters, and I always say spend more time getting them right. Because if you don't really give it much thought, if you don't really think about the words you're using, then suddenly you've got a biography which doesn't really explain what you do doesn't really explain to me why there's value in following you and and you know you, you've missed out on a wonderful opportunity to convince me that i should care um so spend more time crafting the biography and again you know what wonderful uh, almost an advanced tip there charlie you're so right don't, don't forget the biography doesn't need to be set in stone you can change it you can change it based on different objectives you can change it based on the fact that this week you're trying to attract one particular audience to you and next week you're going after a different market or whatever it is mm. so you know treat your biography like a living breathing dynamic bit of content that you use for your strategic benefit um and, and change it where necessary uh, no no good tip there a few other things um we mentioned uh, or did we i can't even we mentioned hashtags i think we did anyway if we haven't we should have hashtags very important Again, most people kind of understand what they are, how they work. A lot of businesses still have challenges with them. A lot of businesses will only ever use hashtags that they've created themselves. So if I was trying to do a promotional post about NS Design Workshops, maybe I'll say, hey, come to the workshops, hashtag NS Design Workshops. Problem with that is nobody else is using it. So the Mm. best hashtags are the ones that help drive your your, your content into existing conversations. We had some of this chat earlier on. So what hashtags are others using? What hashtags are relevant to your industry? What hashtags are your customer bases, you know, clicking on and seeking out? And, and just get better at understanding hashtags. And again, there's some advice on the Digital Boost website. We talk about that in the workshops a lot. So better hashtags, again, one of my very top practical tips. Yeah, um, and definitely there. And, and if you want to, if the listeners want to go along to one of the workshops, uh, just head onto the Business Gateway website, and there's a whole list of all the all the workshops that are upcoming. So, and that includes Twitter. Includes Twitter. Includes all the new ones as well that they've re, re, re created from scratch for 2020. Um, yep, yeah, there's loads there, and, and tons of value for small businesses to take advantage of. So here, here's hoping everyone does. Tons of really, really good tips there. So thank you so much, My Gary, pleasure. for, for My taking pleasure. us through all that. We'll catch up with you another time. My pleasure, Charlie. Take care. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review. It'll help other business owners just like you to find us.